This is Norman B's Life Elsewhere, the show about art, media, and culture. Hello there. Welcome to Life Elsewhere. I'm Norman B. Yes, it's that time of the year again when we reach out to a selection of guests who've made important contributions to our show and request they select three books of one non-book gift for the annual Life Elsewhere Holiday Gift Show. This year, our guests are Miriam Seidel, fantasy fiction writer who caught our attention with her debut novel, The Speed of Clouds, where she delves into the lives of sci-fi fans and their passion for imagined worlds. Longtime contributor to the program and noted creative director, Robert Newman is back with his gift choices we asked psychiatrist at the Cleveland Clinic, Dr. Joseph H. Baskin, to give us his ideas. Author, commentator, screenwriter, cultural observer, and very good friend of the program, the one and only Mark Haskell-Smith, is going to give us his well-considered input. And new singer-songwriter from London, Arlo Parks, who has the brilliant debut single, Cola, well, she joins in. And, wait for it, me, Norman B. I'm going to give you my three book choices and one non-book gift idea. So grab a notepad. I don't want you to miss anything. Oh, and if you do, all the details will be up at lifeelsewhere.co. So let's get things underway, shall we, with my first guest, fantasy fiction writer Miriam Seidel. Miriam, welcome back to Life Elsewhere. Thanks so much, Norman. It's great to be here. Here's the question. We asked you to choose three books... And one non-book as gifts. Let's start with book number one. Okay. Um, the first book I'm recommending is actually a series, but it's a series of short novellas, so it's not too daunting. It's called the Tensorate series by J.Y. Young. The names of the books in it are The Black Tides of Heaven, The Red Threads of Fortune, and The Descent of Monsters. Um, and it's a kind of fantasy called silk punk, which means it's a fantasy world inspired by Asian myth and religion. So um, shall I just go on and describe it a little? Or? If you want to. But first of all, let me ask you about silk punk. Now, this is something that I'm not familiar with. I love the name silk punk. Well, I think it's really come out of the fact that um, we have uh, some really wonderful writers emerging who are from Asia or, uh, you know, Asian American. But in this case, uh, J.Y. Young is actually based in Singapore. Um, and so why not? We've had a whole lot of fantasy that's been sort of Northern European based for many years, starting with The Lord of the Rings. And this just brings in a whole gust of fresh energy. Um, in some ways, it's just fairy tale-ish. It's got these royal twins with an evil mother who are sold to a monastery in a political deal. They're supposed to learn magic. Um, and the magic system is this wonderful thing called the slack, powered by the five traditional Chinese elements of earth, water, fire, metal, and wood or forest, they call it. Um, and it's a world of fluid genders. Um, where children are basically gender-free until they choose what they want to be. And there's a brewing conflict through the series of uh, between the ruling powers who rely on magic and a new rebellious group called the Machinists. 
Um, I just uh, really enjoy this this series, and there's there's real feeling in the characters and the story, so it carries you along. I love the idea of choosing your gender when you decide what you want to be. <laughs> Isn't that great? I mean, yeah. a, and a lot of this um, uh, kind of experimentation is showing up now in sci-fi too, which is a, a very interesting new element. Yeah, I wonder what age that that happens at to choose your gender. Well. It, as it seems like some some children are very sure and may decide very early, and others may wait till they're like you know what we think of as drinking age. Ah, you okay. know, right. yeah. So eleven. Then. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> or a little, a little, maybe you know, late high school. Let's if, say if, if you grew up like I did, but that's that's a whole other thing. <laughs> Miriam Seidel's book number one, which is a series of novellas. Let's go on to book number two. Okay. Uh, my second recommendation is Gods, Monsters, and the Lucky Peach by Kelly Robson. Ooh. It's a, a great time travel story that starts out several hundred years in the future, where our world has already been destroyed by environmental disasters, and most people have been living underground, but now they're trying to reclaim the environment. And a group of environmental scientists travel back to around 2000 BC to study the Tigris-Euphrates River Basin, which was a very fertile area. Ah, yes, yeah. but, but they land in the middle of the Akkadian Empire, and the Akkadians see these visitors from the future as gods and monsters. So oh. it's just a very tasty clash between the future technology and the ancient myth. And there's there's much more to it, too. Oh. Uh, and there's a hint of a possible sequel. Oh. So. That sounds intriguing, yes. I have noticed uh, that there is a lot of books, a lot of subject matter now is dealing with the environment and climate change. That, that seems to be predominant. No, that's not predominant, but it's coming in a lot, isn't it? It is. Uh, sometimes it's right at the center of the story, um, like um, Kim Stanley Robinson did New York, I think, New York 2041 last year. That was really about climate change. This one just sort of assumes it and the, take, the story takes off from there. I see. That's book number two. Now let's go to Miriam Seidel's book number three. Okay. Um, I, I picked The Only Harmless Great Thing by Brooke Bolander. Um, this to me is a small masterpiece. Uh, if you know anyone who loves elephants or who's fan fascinated by interspecies communication, this is a, a perfect gift. Uh, it weaves together these two notorious events from the early 20th century, the first one being the Radium Girls, which was a group of factory workers who were poisoned by painting radium onto watch dials. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, and um, the other one being uh, the story of Topsy the Elephant, who was executed by electricity, in other words, electrocuted, after killing her handler. Oh. Um, and you see how they're sort of suggestive of each other, because they both involve kind of the wrong use of something new and powerful. Yes. Um, yeah. and, but she, she combines them in this amazing poetic way to become a single meditation on how we can be so cruel to people and animals and also how stories are made and remembered. Wow, that sounds so fascinating, Miriam. Yeah, Oh, yeah. my goodness. What's yeah. the title of that one again? The title of that one is The Only Harmless Great Thing by Brooke Bolander. 
great title as well and i love the subject matter okay yeah. so that's your three books now we're always intrigued what somebody comes up with a non-book gift Yes. So I actually gave this as uh, gifts to a few people uh, and to myself. It's a lavender scented eye pillow. The one that I got is from Peace Goods. It's a lovely um, product. And who wouldn't like a sweet smelling pillow to help you take a break from all the stress in our lives? Yeah. So what do you, you, so when you're going to sleep or you hopefully you're going to sleep, you just place this mm -hmm. on your eyes. Is that how it happens? How it works? Yes. After a long day, you could yeah. lie on the couch and you know, instead of watching the TV, you could listen to or listen to your favorite radio show. Yes, and, yes. And yeah. have your, your eye pillow on. Ah, yes. I like that idea. Yeah. So you listen to Life Elsewhere then with your eye pillow, your lavender scented there we eye go. pillow. Yes. Well, I like lavender and I like that idea. So let's go to the top. This is Miriam Seidel's Gifts, three books and one non-book. Let's go to book number one, just to recap. Okay, that's the Tensorate series by J.Y. Young, Y-A-N-G. And book number two. Gods, Monsters, and the Lucky Peach by Kelly Robson. And book number three. The Only Harmless Great Thing by Brooke Bolander. You've chosen books, Miriam, with just wonderful titles, intriguing titles. Mm. Love that. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's just yeah, recap. They... Yeah, go ahead. You can just imagine from, yes. from the title. That's yeah. right. Yes. That's now, right. non-book gift. The, my non-book gift is the lavender-scented eye pillow from Peace Goods. What's going on for you in the uh, coming year, 2019, Miriam Seidel? Well, I'm working on my next novel and a few stories, and I hope to keep going to some sci-fi conventions. Excellent. All right, then. Well, <laughs> hope, we hope to hear from you in 2019. We wish you and yours the very best. Happy holidays. And thank you so very much for taking part in our holiday gift special. Thanks, Norman. It's been great. You're listening to the annual Life Elsewhere Holiday Gift Show. Don't go anywhere. There's more to come. You are listening to Life Elsewhere with Norman B. You can learn more about this program at lifeelsewhere.co. That's C-O. It's the Life Elsewhere Holiday Special. This is where we invite some of our favorite guests onto the program to choose three books and one non-book gift suggestions. And, of course, we have to go to one of our favorite all-time guests on the program, the eminence, the highly regarded creative director, Mr. Robert Newman. Robert, welcome back to Life Elsewhere. Oh, thanks, Norman. And I'm glad to be on one of my favorite all-time radio shows. <laughs> Thanks a lot. All right, then. So three books and one non-book gift. Let me just ask you quickly, um, because we've had you on doing this, I think, on every one of, the, one of these shows that we've done. And you always come up with just wonderful ideas. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just curious to know the thought process that you go through just to, before we get to your actual books and one non-book gift. The thought process for you, for Bob Newman? Well, usually I just think about books, A, that I've read, and B, that I'm very passionate about, and and also that that resonate with me, sort of particularly th this year or at this time, um, you know, had some significance to me personally. And then I also think about, you know, 
would somebody like this book? <laughs> Which I think is always important because sometimes you love a book, but no one else does. But, you know, I try to think, hey, this is a present that someone would actually like to get. Yes. Yeah. And I think, that, of course, the whole point of this is, is that books are just such great gifts anyway. So let's start off with Robert Newman's Holiday Gifts, three books and one non-book. What is your first book? Well, my first book is Recipes for Good Luck, The Superstitions, Rituals, and Practices of Extraordinary People, but, uh, illustrated and written by Ellen Weinstein. Ellen is an illustrator whose work has appeared in many magazines and publications. And uh, this book, for this book, she created 65 brilliant illustrated portraits of famous people, everyone from Beyonce to Lucille Ball to Barack Obama. And along with each portrait is a detail of what ritual or routine they use to succeed. For example, Maya Angelou could only write in a hotel room where she had had everything removed from the walls. And before he started the work, Benjamin Franklin would always take what he called an air bath, which meant sitting naked in front of an open window for up to an hour. That might be more information than you want, Norman. But the, the book itself is like that. It's a lot of fun. It's inspiring. It's beautiful. The artwork is gorgeous. And um, it's really a great book and would make a great present for a lot of people. A great suggestion. Of course, I should add that we had Ellen on the program earlier in the year talking about this very book. So we're very, very pleased that you selected that one. So that's book number one. Now book number two from Robert Newman. Well, book number two is, is heavy in two ways. It's Frederick Douglass, Prophet of Freedom by David W. Blight. And this is a giant 800-page and definitive biography of the great abolitionist and civil rights and human rights activist. It's, it's already been on a number of year-end lists, but this one is well-deserving of the hype. The book is riveting. I just, you can't stop reading it. And the author makes the case that Douglas is really one of the most important figures, not just in civil rights, not just in African-American history, but in the entire scope of American history. Douglas's life encompassed almost the entire 19th century, and that's the backdrop of the book. It's very cinematic, and it's exciting as you read his story, how he taught himself to read and write. He escaped slavery, became a passionate abolitionist and, and author, and probably the most heard speaker in America in the 19th century. Douglas was really an amazing figure, and this book really is breathtaking in its detail and research. Nice choice. Like that one. Let's go to book number three. Okay, book number three is Black Joy and Resistance, and it's a photo book by Adrian Wahid. This is a, a beautiful and inspiring coffee table style photo book with dynamic photographs taken at black cultural events, festivals, and political demonstrations across the U.S., Latin America, and Africa. Uh, Wahid photographically documents the, the energy and the passion and pride and joy that has been such an important part of the black community over the past few years. She goes to the Afro-Punk Festival in Brooklyn and a, a Million Man March in D.C. and student protests in South Africa. And uh, they're gorgeous pictures, powerful stuff. There's also accompanying commentary from a smart group of African-American writers. It's the perfect present for your woke friends and uh, family members. Yes, yes, indeed. I'm not familiar with the name Adrienne Wahid. Do you know anything well, about her? Yeah, she's uh, been a contributing photographer to a lot of publications. She was uh, also a photo editor 
uh, at Vibe and a number of other magazines. Ah, okay. Very talented young photographer. Yeah, good. A Black Joy and Resistance, a photo book by Adrian Wahid. Now, let's go to the non-book gift. Okay, I've actually got two, Norman, and All they're right. sort of related in a way. Okay. Uh, the first one is uh, Radical America Comics, edited by Gilbert Shelton. And this is actually a reprint of a 1969 issue of Radical America, which was the magazine of SDS, better known as Students for a Democratic Society. Um, and for those younger listeners, that was a group that was active in the political and uh, campus struggles of the 1960s. Uh, this is an all-underground comics issue edited by Gilbert Shelton, who was uh, famous for his fabulous Furry Freak Brothers yes, comic strip. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's got the cream of uh, underground comics and graphics artists in it, uh, names like Skip Williamson, Jay Lynch, Frank Stack, and uh, also the poster guys, Rick Griffin and Victor Moscoso are in it. And, of, of course, the Furry Freak Brothers are in it. And um, I have to say this blew my mind when it came out. I'm old enough to have bought it when it came out. Yeah. And it's it's still mind-blowing now. It's It's got great gonzo cartoons and, as they say, stick it to the man politics. So it's a, it's a real fun little thing to get. So this is a reprint, yeah? Yes. Okay. All right. So that's number one on your, because you've, you've chosen two non-gifts. So that's number yes, one. Yes, and, and non-book number two is also a magazine. Actually, it's a newspaper called Civilization. It's the second issue. It's a, a giant broadsheet-sized newspaper. Uh, it's been published twice, and the, it covers, as they say on the front page, New York's stories and secrets and conversations. And it's Really, it's a hybrid of art project, reported newspaper, and zine. And I, I think it's really one of the best looks at contemporary life right now in New York City. It's printed on thick, beautiful paper. And it, it structurally, it reminds me really of the psychedelic underground newspapers of the 60s. It's just a mishmash of typefaces and densely packed and, and convoluted page designs that just suck you in and create really an immersive reading and, and, and viewing experience. Uh, civilization is, is really everything I like in a magazine or a publication. It's completely unique. It's a blast to read and look at, and uh, you can really immerse yourself in it and spend a lot of time with it. Now, I haven't seen this yet, Bob, and I'm looking forward to it. Does it have advertising in it, or are you, when you pay your money, you're, you're basically paying for the, for the whole thing? It's not relying on advertising. No, there's no advertising. Right. It's a giant size. Right. You you need to spread it out on the floor and lay down on it and start ah. reading it. The type is tiny. Um, it's it's a job to get into it and read it, but it's a blast. It's really uh, really a sort of a next generation kind of magazine that 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 I think the people that put it together are really crazy, and it's a it's it's a crazy experience. It's a lot of fun. There we have it, Robert Newman's. Holiday gifts, three books, and one non-book gift, which merged into two gifts there, Bob. Let's just go through the list again. Book number one. Book number one is Recipes for Good Luck, The Superstitions, Rituals, and Practices of Extraordinary People, by illustrated and written by Ellen Weinstein. And book number two. Is Frederick Douglass, Prophet of Freedom, by David W. Blight. 
How big a book is that? I haven't, again, I haven't seen this, and I'm just wondering if this is just a big, hefty, it sounds like it's a big, hefty book. It's about a 10-pound book. <laughs> okay, all right. Then. Okay. So you can work out with it then, okay. Yeah, uh, exactly. Okay, and book number three. Book number three is the beautiful and inspiring Black Joy and Resistance, of a ph- photography book by Adrian Wahid. And your non-book gift, which became two book, two well, two magazines actually, yeah. Yeah, there are two publications. The first one is Radical America Comics, a reprint of a 1969 issue of uh, Radical America magazine, and the second one is Civilization newspaper, uh, issue number two, which is just published. Excellent choices, Bob. We always appreciate your selections for the Life Elsewhere Holiday Special. 2019 is knocking on the door. Any thoughts? Well, I'll tell you what I'm most encouraged about this year, and, and I'm looking forward to in, in all the areas that you cover in your show, music and, and politics and culture and, and books, is, is increasingly the, the voices being heard of people of color and women and, and lesbian and gay uh, activists and, and participants. And I think the... the um, move in America and in other countries to to diversify and, and let other, you know, previously unheard voices be heard on an equal basis is really exciting. And, and I'm really looking forward to a, a lot of new, interesting uh, voices being heard in 2019. What a better way than to, uh, to wrap that one up, Bob, than optimistic attitude. Love it indeed. We've been talking to creative director Robert Newman with his Life Elsewhere holiday holiday gift specials, that is. Bob, a very, very Merry Christmas to you and to your family. Thanks, Norman. Have a good holiday. Three books and one non-book gift. That's the criteria. Keep listening. It's the annual Life Elsewhere holiday gift show. You are listening to the best show on radio about art, media, and culture. Life Elsewhere with Norman B. Our next guest is Dr. Joseph Baskin. We had him on the program earlier in the year. He's a psychiatrist and assistant professor at the Cleveland Clinic. He also happens to write fiction. And I've been very thrilled by the fact that he sent us his books and I've been reading them. And we're going to talk about that in the coming year. Dr. Baskin, welcome back to Life Elsewhere. Oh, thank you very much for having me. So we asked you to choose three books and one non-book as gifts. Let's start with your book number one. Okay, my book number one is, is, the, is the American classic Moby Dick by Herman Melville. Okay, can you give us a, just a few words why you've chosen that? Well, for me, it's a bit of redemption. Um, when I was in high school, if there was a book that was assigned to me, I would get the cliff notes of the cliff notes, and then I wouldn't even read those. Ah! So for me, getting getting a book that I was supposed to read and never really read, and then reading it and enjoying it, uh, I think to me it's the best American novel. It really, um, yes, yes, it really is a great book, isn't it? Well, it was written at a different time. So yes. There's a lot of description, and I think that's not so easy for people to slog through. But um, he writes with a certain amount of humor, and there's a certain, um, you know, an eye for what's going on that I think is wonderful. And it, it gives us a slice of time that, that you know, obviously it's never going to happen again. Um, whaling is not something we even consider today. Right. Uh, so very interesting, interesting, good writing. Also, that, that sense of redemption for me. Okay, so that's book number one from Dr. Joseph Baskin. Let's go to book number two. The next book is a trilogy. 
Um, it's a trilogy by Charlie Houston, H-U-S-T-O-N, called the Henry Thompson Trilogy. And, you know, these days we like to binge everything we do. We binge <laughs> watch, you know, Breaking Bad and everything like that. And so this is the kind of binge reading. It's a three-part series. Um, very enjoyable. Uh, fast reading, um, you know, sort of a Hitchcock wrong man kind of thing. Oh, okay. I'm not familiar with Charles Houston. So that that's something that I'm going to put on my list. So that's the Henry Thompson Trilogy. He did some. He did some stuff with Marvel. He had some other novels. Um, very stylistic. Very enjoyable. Cool. Excellent. Okay. Let's now go to book number three. Actually, I give something a little heavier. It's *Man's Search for Meaning* by Viktor Frankl. F R A N K L. It's a very famous, well-known book. Um, every Day of Atonement, uh, I read it in synagogue because I want to avoid what they're doing with the liturgy. But uh. I think I need to do something that's got some meaning. So. I read it. It's a quick read. It seems like it'll be very heavy, but it really isn't. He writes a certain dispassion um, and an ob- objective view of what it was like for him to go through the Holocaust. He went through Auschwitz. Ah. And the interesting thing about it is that he had a book about finding ways to find meaning in life, even through struggle, before he went into the concentration camp. And that's what makes it so interesting, because he describes um, the whole process of, of how that was for him and losing that one novel, that one, it wasn't, an, I mean, it was, a, it was a work of, you know, a scholarly work, yeah. losing it. Um, and it's, it's quick also. Um, the, the story of, through his concentration camp is about 80 pages, 90 pages, and uh, it just gives me perspective. I read it every year. What a good suggestion. Three very different books from Dr. Joseph Baskin. Now, here we go to the non-book gift. And this is where we, we almost sit on the edge of our seats because we never know what somebody's going to come up with. Your choice for a non-book gift. My choice is a candle, a scented candle called Santorini from Antica Pharmacista. It's a, a, they do fragrances. Um, they do dis, um, diffusers for like your rooms, for car, for a lot of different things. And they have a candle. It's a bunch of different uh, scents. Uh, if you go, if you ask them, they'll send you samples and you can get a feel for what is a good scent for you. I just feel like, you know, I got four kids and two dogs, so life is better when it smells good. <laughs> yes, it sure does. What a great suggestion. <laughs> I love great smelling candles. And there's a difference, isn't there, between good candles and just sort of ones that have that kind of manufactured smell. These these ones, from what I can tell from what you're saying, are just perfectly beautiful. Uh, I, I don't yeah. know that I'm familiar with them, but I'm now going to find out. So that's uh, a candle from Santorini. From a Santorini candle. S- yeah, the, the, the smell is Santorini. Okay. It's from Antica Pharmacista, A-N-T-I-C-A. And the second word is F-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-A, like pharmacist. Got it, got it. Okay, so that, that's... They got a website. Yeah. We'll have the information up on our site. So Santorini, I'm, I'm curious to know, g- give us a sort of a little idea what, that's, what that smells like. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I, I could. I, I've never been to the Greek island, so I, I couldn't say if it smells like that, but uh, it's, it's, okay. li- it's light, it's airy, and it's, it's not overwhelming. Okay, all right. Good. So let's just recap then from Dr. Joseph Baskin. Book number one. Moby Dick. And book number two. The Henry Thompson Trilogy by Charlie Houston. Charlie Houston. And that's something you can binge, you say. That's, I Correct. Like, yes, I like that. And then book number three. Is Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl. Excellent choices, and of course your non-book gift, as we said, uh, a beautiful candle. I, I like that idea, great deal. Okay, so the new year's just around the corner. What's coming up for Dr. Joseph Baskin in 2019? 
Uh, more work, you know, more hospital work, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm pushing another novel. Okay. Well, when you when you get is it, is it in in work right now? It's in the can, and I'm just trying to get an agent. Okay. Well, make sure that you send us a copy of it so we can get you back on the program and talk about your fiction. How does that sound? That would be delightful. Dr. Joe, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, happy holidays to you and yours, and we look forward to talking to you in 2019. Thank you very much, and Merry Christmas to one and all. You better watch out, you better not cry, better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town, Santa Claus is coming to town, Santa Claus is coming to town. Keep listening, I don't want you to miss anything. It's the annual Life Elsewhere Holiday Gift Show. We love to hear what you have to say. Write to this address, info at lifeelsewhere.co. That's C-O. It's that time of the year again when we bring you the Life Elsewhere Holiday Special. And who better than one of our favorite guests, author, raconteur, dilettante, gastronome, Mark Haskell-Smith. Mark, welcome back to Life Elsewhere. Well, thanks for having me. You forgot to mention that I'm a gastropod. So oh, a gastropod. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, then. Don't really want to know what that means, but okay, we'll take your word for it. So here's the, here's the uh, challenge. Three books, one non-booked gift suggestion. Let's start with book number one. Well, my first book, and I really love the idea of giving books as gifts. It's yeah. just, you know, it's such a great thing. Yes. Um, so the first book is a brand new book by a Chinese writer called Yan Lianqi, and it's called The Day the Sun Died. And um, I love Yan Lianqi. He had a book called Serve the People, which was about um, like a romance between a gardener and a Communist Party, higher, the wife of a Communist Party higher up. And it was one of the funniest books I ever read. And this this book is um, is sort of a, a, like a mysterious thing happens in this small town in this little village where all of a sudden people are working at night as if they were working during the day and they're caught in like a it's almost like a cursed sort of situation but it's you know bizarre it's funny um he's it's a real page turner i guess i would say it was sort of like um like a, a kind of a classic mystery novel like you might get from um uh i don't know like john grisham or someone and just in that you know you can't you can't put it down but it's weird too so um uh and i think that you know it it it's also fun because it it's set in china it won an award there so he's he's a writer that's interesting he bounces in and out of jail he either his books either win an award in china or they lock him up for a little while wow Uh, so he's still in china yeah, he lives in China, and this book, uh, Publishers Weekly, named it the best one of the best books of the year, and Kirkus uh, Reviews uh, named it a best fiction in translation this year. So wow. it's, it's a really terrific book. And who did the translation? Uh, Carlos Rojas. Carlos Rojas. Has he done any books before that you've you've read? You know, I'm sure he has. Yeah. I, I'm not. You know, I'm not uh, familiar with with him. Yeah. I should have done my homework a little better, but um, um. It's uh, I, Jan Lianqi is one, it's like a really important writer in China, and so that to me is like important for the world. And so, uh, and all of his books are um, 
like you know metaphors for for sort of bigger things he explores like sort of fundamental truths but also the kind of bizarreness of life and particularly living in a, a communist country mm-hmm. so i think it could be it's one of those books that would surprise people if they got it as a gift and and also um be like wow i didn't know that there was a writer like this you know on the other side of the world so right. I, the Day the Sun Died by Yan Lianke. Okay, yeah. let's go to book number two. Uh, the second choice is a newcomer. It's a new novel by a writer named Adam Nemet. Ah. And it's called We Can Save Us All. Um, and it's, it's a group of Princeton students. It's sort of a dystopian college novel. It's like a bunch of Princeton stu- students. The world is coming to an end, so they all go into this geodesic dome. And... Um, and try and figure out how basically we can save us all. And um, it deals with um, student revolution. It deals with climate change. It deals with, you know, the myths of American superheroes like Superman and things like that. And um, and it's just really funny and just deals with a, a lot of different stuff that could be, you know, Pulled out of the newspaper today, you know. Yes. Well, you, uh, you may know this. We had Adam on the program, and I should let everybody know that even though we had a fantastic interview, I'm not so sure that we ever got clear about I think you've just summed up the book really well. When I was talking to Adam, I'm not sure that we actually really got to the point. <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a peculiar book, but such a great book at the same time. Yeah, great suggestion there. We Can Save Us All by Adam the Metz. Yeah. Book number three from Mark Haskell Smith. Well, this is a this is an easy one. There's a book. There's a writer named Attica Locke. Um, she's an African American writer. She lives in Los Angeles, but she grew up in Texas. And she has a new book out called Bluebird, Bluebird. And it's a you know it's a crime thriller, a mystery novel. But her main character is a black Texas ranger. Um, who basically drives up and down a strip of highway in East Texas, you know, and he's the law in that part of part of the world. And not only does she sort of, I mean, there's a mystery that unfolds um, uh, that he has a crime he has to solve, but it also is a really beautiful and sort of deeply felt portrait of that world, that part of the world and the people who live there. And, um, and she's just a terrific writer. It's just a, like a, like East East Texas noir. Um, it won the Edgar Award for Best uh, Mystery Novel this year. It was a New York Times Book Review Editor's Choice, a finalist for the LA Times Book Prize, and, and on and on and on. It won all these awards. It's just she's a terrific writer, and this is probably her best book. As a writer yourself, choosing books to suggest to other people, is that a difficult thing? No, it's really fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, also, I, I, for for your readers, I want to give like a, a. I don't want them all to be the same. I'm trying to right. find like you know different kinds of books because some people like a mystery, but maybe they're not familiar with Attica, or maybe some people want like a kind of a strange book in translation. So they, you know, the Yan Lanky is a good one, and yeah. it, or they just want a fun book, and so the Adam Nemet book is would be good. Yes. You know, so yes, I, I want to. You know, I'm trying to appeal to all. All four quadrants, as they say. I like it a great deal. Well, come back. We'll give the list of your books uh, uh, at the end. Now let's go. We're always fascinated about what you're going to choose, a non-book gift. 
Yeah, well, this this is a really pricey gift. So this is this is for people saving up. But a year ago, uh, for my birthday, my wife took me on a hike with uh, to Machu Picchu. We hiked the Incan Trail, and it was run by this company called Backroads Travel. And it was just, I have to just say, one of the best experiences of my life. It was everything was smooth. It was superb. You know they. They take you, and they have hikes and bike rides all over the world, and they basically take care of everything. You will hike to a glen, and there will be like a really delicious picnic lunch waiting for you, and and there's experts to tell you like about what you're seeing and, and all this stuff. And I just thought, you know, for the person who has everything but maybe wants to go to, <laughs> you know, hike through the vineyards of Italy, yeah. you know, Back Roads Travel offers all these things. What a great suggestion. I like it a great deal. 2019 is just around the corner, Mark. So what's coming up for Mark Haskell-Smith? Well, I, I, uh, I don't really, I'm not going to have any books coming out next year, but I um, hope to be writing a couple different books and... Uh, maybe taking trips to Cuba. Ah. So we shall see. Okay. All right. No follow-ups to the Naked at Lunch book then? (laughs) No. (laughs) I think I said everything I had to say about being (laughs) naked with that book. Yes, you did. Mark Haskell-Smith's suggestions, gift suggestions for the holidays. Three books. The first one was The Day the Sun Died by Jan Leyanke. And the second book, We Can Save Us All by Adam Nemet. And his third book, Bluebird, Bluebird by Attica Locke. And his non-book gift, An Adventure Hike or Bike Ride with Backroads.com. Is that how you say? Is that what you say? Yeah. Backroads Travel. Oh, backroads I think the Travel. Website is okay. Backroads.com. Right. Okay. All right. Excellent stuff, Mark. It's always a thrill having you on the program. Thank you so very much. We wish you and your family a very, very happy holiday. And look forward to talking to you in the new year. You too. Happy New Year, Norman. You may say I'm a dream. You're listening to the annual Life Elsewhere Holiday Gift Show. But I'm not the only one. I hope someday you join us. And the Because
listening to the best show on radio about art, media, and culture. Life Elsewhere with Norman B. It's the Life Elsewhere holiday gift show, and we're so delighted to have a guest on the show that you actually haven't heard the full conversation yet. Last week on the program, we played you with just a little tease from my upcoming conversation with the lovely Arlo Parks out of London. Arlo, welcome back to Life Elsewhere. Thank you for having me again. So here's the criteria. We asked to, you to select three books and one non-book gift. Let's start uh-huh. with book number one. Okay, so the first book is a book called Norwegian Wood by Haruki Murakami. Okay, can you tell us about it? Um, I don't want to give too much away, but right. he's one of my favorite authors, and it's set um, in Tokyo, and it's kind of the themes are like about love and loss, and it's quite a poignant book. So that's why I picked it, and I feel like it also acted as an inspiration for a lot of the way that I write, so it's quite important to me personally, and I'd recommend it. Cool, excellent. So that's book number one. <laughs> book number two. Uh, book number two is actually a collection of poems. Uh-huh. It's called Salt by Nayara Wahid. And, um, yeah, again, it covers a lot of different themes in terms of, like, racial inequality and female empowerment and uh, even just, like, you know, everyday things like falling in love, um, heartbreak. And it's, like, very bite-sized poems that you can read, like, if you're on the tube or if you just have a spare moment to just be a little bit more inspired that day. So, yeah, that's why I picked Ah, cool stuff. And I've got to let everybody know, when Arlo says on the tube, she means the underground, a.k.a. the subway. (laughs) (laughs) In London, we call it the tube because it looks like a tube. Okay, let's go to book number three. Uh, Book number three, a classic, Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Ah, Um, yes. yeah. Yeah. I picked that one because... It's one of those novels where it's written in such a poetic fashion and just the imagery is beautiful. I would just, I read it actually quite recently, which is surprising because I study English at at school. But um, it's, yeah, again, I won't give too much away. And I know that there's a film that's come out, but I would urge you to read the book because it just captures certain things that the film couldn't quite manage, even though it was a great film. That's a great choice. It really is, because, you know, I haven't read F. Scott Fitzgerald for quite some time, and you just prompted me that I should go back and read it. Because it is, you're absolutely right, it is a terrific book. It really is. Definitely. Okay, now let's go to your non-book gift. My non-book gift, it's a little bit unconventional, but I would say a potted bonsai tree, because... When I saw them, I was amazed. I was just like, how how does this work? Like, you can have a full tree just sitting on your desk. And, yeah, they've intrigued me ever since. I did have one, and I didn't prune it often enough. So, sadly, it died. But I would recommend that <laughs> yeah. you guys buy one. Yeah, um, yeah and it's just a, a really thoughtful gift. And it kind of spruces up your office space or, you know, where, where you're working. And, yeah, just a little bit of nature. Um in the room what a great idea they are fascinating aren't they Mm, honestly and you do have to take care of them yeah yeah you do you can get a beginner one though it's not too difficult yeah right right so there we are arlo parks gave us her three books and one non-book gift let's go to this top again and just recap for everybody book number one 
Book number one is Norwegian Wood by Haruki Murakami. And book, book number two yep. is Salt by Nayara Wahid. And number three is Great Gatsby. And the non-book gift is A Potted Bonsai Tree. Have you been doing radio for years and years? Because you're just so good at it. <laughs> no, I have not been doing it very long at all. <laughs> so you just, you're just brilliant. Okay, so what's going on for you at Christmas? What, how, how do you celebrate Christmas or holidays or whatever you want to call it? Um, I mean, I'm just going to be staying in London and spending it with my family, like working on um, my live setup as well, just making tunes, nothing out of the usual, to be honest. Well, lovely. And when you make those tunes, make sure you send us copies of them so we can play them on the air and let people know about what you're doing. I will indeed. Arlo, it's a delight talking to you. Wish you a very, very happy holiday and to your family. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again. Yeah, thank you. Have a good holiday as well. Jolly everyone, it's the annual Life Elsewhere Holiday Gift Show. Thank you for listening to Life Elsewhere, hosted by Norman B. To learn more about our program, our guests, and the music we feature, go to lifeelsewhere.co. That's C-O. This is the annual Life Elsewhere Holiday Gift Special for 2018. Every year that we do this, I can't help from imagining what three books and one non-book would I choose as gifts. I mentioned this to my producer and she said, well, why don't you join in then? Tell us what you'd select. So for the first time, here are my suggestions for holiday gifts. Three books and one non-book. 
I probably read far more books in a year than most people. I love books. Some are unforgettable. Some I rave on about. And given the chance, I'll talk for ages about a book that I enjoy. So choosing just three books was a very difficult task. But I determined my choices by selecting three books I think will make extraordinary gifts. So book number one. Now this is from a couple of years back and I had a great interview with the author. It's fiction and it's disturbingly memorable. Not very often does a book come along that enthralls me as much as it shocks me. This book does even more than that. It made me laugh and it made me cry. It's about human frailty, but moreover, it's the understated way in which it's written. The book is Unbecoming by Rebecca Sherm. From an unlikely beginning, the author takes us to places we never expect to go. She delves into the psyche of her heroine and suggests that she may not be who we think she is. Rebecca Sherm paints the familiar in such unfamiliar circumstances. She tricks the reader into believing and wishing and hoping then shatters our thoughts with perhaps just one word, uttered in solemn sincerity. Yet that word, a profanity spoken without any forewarning, forces the reader to reappraise the book. It truly is a wonder to read. Unbecoming by Rebecca Sherm is book number one. Book number two is in equal parts scary and funny and true. Plight of the living dead, what real-life zombies reveal about our world and ourselves by Matt Simon. Now, this is a truly terrific book, but I'm hesitant to tell you too much because I don't want to give too much away. Now, you should go to our sound files on the listen page at lifeelsewhere.co to hear my interview with Matt. If creepy crawly things scare you now, wait until you read Mr. Simon's book. Plight of the Living Dead, What Real-Life Zombies Reveal About Our World and Ourselves by Matt Simon is book number two. Book number three is a truly enormous masterwork. Even if you're not a fan of history, this massive book will fascinate you. Scholar and author Dermot McCulloch has managed to write an exhaustive book about a character from history who's often been maligned, Thomas Cromwell. This book is full of exquisite details. From page one, it's enlightening and entertaining. The author writes with a very large twinkle in his eye. Although it's a hefty book, it's never boring. It's such a well-researched treasure trove of facts. And yes, it does have some wonderful illustrations. The book is Thomas Cromwell, A Revolutionary Life by Dermot McCulloch. And I highly recommend it. Now, for my non-book gift... I struggled with this because I didn't want to be too whimsical and I wanted to make sure it was something that was affordable. I couldn't settle for wine because not everybody has a passion for grape juice like I do. And I overlooked a tech gadget because I'm sure my gift will be out of date by the time you hear about it. That was prompted with a caution from my son James. He's a teenager. I did rack my brains on this one, and I decided at the last minute that a year's subscription to Stack magazines would be a perfect gift for anyone. Stack, based out of London, sends you a unique, different magazine every month. Opening the packages, oh, it's great. You never know what you're going to get. 
The variety is amazing and it really is fun. Honestly, something for everybody. So there you have it, my holiday gift selections. Book number one, Unbecoming by Rebecca Sherm. Book number two, Plight of the Living Dead, What Real Life Zombies Reveal About Our World and Ourselves by Matt Simon. Book number three, Thomas Cromwell, A Revolutionary Life by Dermot McCulloch. And my non-book gift, a year's subscription to Stack Magazines. Discovering new music has always been a big part of Life Elsewhere, which is why we have a second show cleverly titled Life Elsewhere Music. Over the past year, some of the standouts have been from Slippery Eyes, Rosie Pepin, Cade Arlo Parks, The Lusser Justers, Bunny, Gab Whip, Jubal, and this one. 
It was just released. It's me and my friends with Promise Me This Much. They're out of Bristol in the UK and they do a, a wonderful combination of different styles. I've had their album, Look Up, on repeat play for the last week. Which leads me to tell you about the latest Life Elsewhere music show. Well, everyone does the best odds. Well, that was going to be difficult for me because everything I play is best. So I'm giving you the most played and the show's titled The Life Elsewhere Music, Not the Best of 2018. Details are up at lifeelsewhere.co. Go there for all the details about everything you hear on my shows. Oh, and yes, I know that you're wondering. The Christmassy music I've slipped in throughout the last hour is courtesy of the wonderful bootymashup.com. Coming up in the next edition, my conversation with the exceptional new singing talent from London, Arlo Parks. Everyone here at Life Elsewhere Towers wishes you a happy holidays and thank you for listening and a big thank you to all of our guests. Be well, be good and always be nice. Listening to Life Elsewhere, created and hosted by Norman B. Life Elsewhere is written and produced by Norman B. Guest booking and additional research by Stephanie Lane. Behind the scenes assistance by James Van, Bruce Goodman, and Allison Klein. We love to hear what you think about Life Elsewhere. Send your questions, queries, and comments to info at lifeelsewhere.co. That's C-O. Life Elsewhere is produced at the studios of WMNF Tampa.